1: In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God rather than this world our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes, so keep pen and paper handy. Accept
2: the things you cannot change, learn from your past sins, since all of us have sinned, learn from them, learn from your failures, and then move on into your God-given destiny. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13b says, But one thing I do, forgetting. Forgetting. Say forgetting. 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 forget. Don't live in the past. Don't dwell on it. Don't go back and revisit it. All it's going to do is mess you up. Why are you going back there? It's no good to you. One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. This means you need to refuse to allow anyone listen to this. Refuse to allow anyone to hold you hostage with your past failures and sins. I know what you've done. I know what you used to do. I know something about you that nobody else knows. And then they let you hold you and you, your, your freedom is gone. Refuse to allow anyone to hold you hostage with your past failures and sins because those very persons who try to hold you hostage, uh, perhaps they're enveloped in their own sins. And they got logs in their own eyes. Receive God's forgiveness for you and rejoice in it. Okay? Receive God's forgiveness for you and rejoice in it. I love that great passage in Psalms 103 verses 2 through 4a, which says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now underline this, who forgives all your iniquities? All your sins, you mean every one of them? Yeah, my lies, yes. My bad thoughts, yes. My motives, my proclivities, yes. The blood of Jesus still works. I would get an amen on that. The blood of Jesus is still sufficient. The blood of Jesus still washes away the sins. And when you try to bring your old stuff up, He says, "I don't know what you're talking about." Because when I see you, all I see is the blood. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your, your diseases. You see, sin, uh, sin, diseases come as uh, uh, not all the time, but oftentimes time as a redu- as a result of sin. That's right. As a result of sin. Now, just because somebody is sick don't mean they have sin. You can go too far with that. Oh, well, she got a fever. What did she do? Did she lie? He's in the hospital. You must have cussed somebody out. Stop judging. Get out the judgment seat. You don't know all the facts. Who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. If it weren't for the grace of God, the mercy of God, listen, we would have been destroyed a long time ago. The scripture also says in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future plans to give you a what a hope and a future. I have some I want to say on that once you repent say repent. repent turn from your sins your evil your selfishness your ways to to Jesus Christ crying out in utter desperation over the condition of your life and soul. Once you've repented of your sins and start living holy, the Lord will prosper your life and give you hope, and he will bless your future. Don't expect a great future with a sinful life. Number four, if you're going to have the best year ever, Making the most of this year means that you must allow God to do a new thing with you in this season of your life. You must allow God to do a new thing with you in this season of your life. The real question is are you are you willing to adventure with God today? you know when you walk with the Lord, walking with the lord is a is an adventure why because God is full of spiritual surprises he doesn't he doesn't do like you think he's going to do. He don't go the way you think he's going to go. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. God is a mysterious God, a unique God. He's, he's a supernatural God. Uh, Joshua 3, 4c says, for you have not passed this way before. He'll take you in a way you haven't been before. And you, you look around at the end of the day and say, Lord, I didn't expect all this. He said, I know you didn't. I know you didn't, but isn't isn't it fun? Isn't Isn't it joyful? In this new year, ask God to give you fresh vision for your life. Refuse to tell God it's too late to adventure with him. Refuse to tell yourself it's too late to adventure with the Lord. Don't expect a fresh vision. Don't expect a fresh vision with a small mindset. Now, God is big as he gonna be. You can't make God any bigger than he is. God is huge, he's big. So big you can't go around him. So so much depth you can't go through him. So uh, you can't go through him. He, he, he cannot be calculated, he cannot be measured. Now, even though God is big, your perspective of God can be so small. And you can't have vision from God with with a small mindset, doubting yourself and doubting what God can do through you. You will not see your vision become a reality with a negative mindset and having a lack of faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must be willing to get out of your comfort zone if God's going to do a new thing with you. You still hang around the same folk, old talking, slow, no doing folk. That's right. Same old hood, same old way, same old people, same old thing. Get out of your comfort zone. Yes, it's intimidating. Yes, it can make you feel a little uncomfortable. But that's a good thing. For example. You're not too old to go back to school. You're not too old to start a new career. You're not too old to pursue a long forgotten dream. You're not too old to engage in a healthy lifestyle. You're not too old to learn a new hobby. You're not too old to learn another language. You're not too old to play an instrument. You're not too old to vest in a child. You're not too old to be a mentor. The scripture says in Isaiah 43:19, behold! I will do a new thing. Say new thing. I said. I mean, say it like you mean it. New thing. Amen. Oh, you, you're not saying that. I want this to resonate in your spirit. Spirit. Say new thing. Amen. Say it again. New thing. Amen. God wants to do a new thing through you. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? God wants to do something new with you today. As long as you have breath in your body you have purpose worth value number five if you want to see god's best for you this year then it's critical that you possess a renewed passion a renewed passion for christ you got you got to have that where's your passion what is passion? Passion is to possess an intense desire to be a living sacrifice for the cause of Christ. Passion is to possess an intense, intense desire to be a living sacrifice for the cause of Christ. A passionate saint possess a wholehearted commitment to God. You see, he or she is highly motivated. A passionate saint is energetic. Uh, I guess I get up. I haven't been there in three Sundays. A a passionate saint uh, has zeal, has enthusiasm, fervor, hot for God. Uh, A passionate saint is one who is excited about God and Christ. You ought to be excited that you're in this brand new year. That's right. If you drag it into this year, you've already messed up. You grumbling already? You already brought old baggage into this new year. God didn't cross you over into this brand new year for you to give him the same old no good stuff. God wants to do a new thing. He wants wants you to have renewed passion. You know what renewed passion is? It is to be on fire for Christ and to have the fire of the Lord burning in your soul. Burning in your soul. Burning in your soul. Can't wait to come to the house of God. Can't wait to serve God. Can't wait to worship God. To sum it up, Romans 12, 11 speaks of passion this way. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically.
1: Romans twelve eleven. As Pastor Rander continues this message, when we choose to follow Christ, the Bible admonishes us to be sober and vigilant because our adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He'll use any tactic, including our past failures and regrets, to deter us if we let him. As Pastor Rander often says, when Satan reminds us of our past, we remind him of his future. The good news is we don't have to let him. As God's children, we have an authoritative obligation to rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. There is no limit to what God can do Through us, in Christ Jesus, when we put all our trust in him.
2: I would like to ask you a question. Where is the passion for Christ in your life? Where is it? You're not too young, people, teenagers, young adults. You're not too young to have passion. You're not too young to have passion. You you know you have passion when you can stand up and sing the Lord's Prayer like we just did some of you don't even want to stand up. Now, if you got issues, please stay seated. But, but all of you don't have issues. That's right. Uh, passion, passion. You just can't wait to get to the house of God. I, I would like to ask you a question. Where is the passion for Christ in your life? Number six, if you want to have the best year ever, you cannot excel in life until you choose to forgive those who have hurt you deeply. If you want the best year ever, then you're going to have to be determined to forgive those who have hurt you deeply. Now, I want you to listen to me well. I want you to write everything you possibly can down. Lord, help them to write. Forgiveness is a choice. That's the first thing I want to tell you. It's a choice. You can choose to forgive or not to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice, and you get to choose whether you're going to live in bondage, which will bring on anger, resentment, and self-imprisonment. That's right. You you, you can stay there if you want to. And some folk love staying there. I don't know why. It's killing them, and they still want to stay there. It's your choice to forgive. And it's your choice not to forgive. But there are consequences either way. If you don't forgive. Here comes the anger. The resentment. And being self imprisoned. Or you can forgive. And live in joy. Freedom. Which will help you to excel. And reach your God given potential for Christ. Some of you will never be. What God is calling you to be. Because you have not truly forgiven. Ephesians 4.32 says, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I want you to hear me well, people. There is absolutely nothing you can gain by harboring an unforgiving spirit. There is absolutely nothing. Say nothing. There is not one positive you can gain from harboring an unforgiving spirit. You are you are never more like your heavenly father than when you forgive your enemies. That's a sign of spiritual maturity. It's when you can forgive your enemies. How many of you got enemies? Now some of you got them and don't know you have them. You have them. Oh, yes, you do. And you got more than one, too. You got some quiet enemies. Some quiet enemies. Some of them hitting you, and you don't even know they're hitting you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, your enemies. You say, well, I can't forgive my enemies. I, 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 I ain't there yet. Uh, stop copying out. You need to get there. 40 years ago, you still saying I'm not there. <laughs> you got to forgive your friends. They're Close friends. And things come up that you never thought. You got to forgive. You know, uh, you know a sign that you have forgiven a person and forgiven your enemy? I'm going to tell you something. Y'all looking at me now because... Uh, is when you can pray for them.
0: And
2: yeah. yeah, when you can pray for them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now when you can pray for the one who hurt you, you've, you've really forgiven them. Yeah. Now some of you are too angry to pray. Too angry to pray. You must forgive your coworkers. You must forgive the persons on your job who have hurt you, crushed you, play games, scheme, nasty, underhanded. Cutthroat, backstabber, and you gotta forgive them. I'm, I see you looking at each other. I, I'm preaching truth. It's reality. I'm gonna tell you something else. you must forgive your brothers and sisters in Christ in the church. There's no such thing as perfect relationship with every member of this church, and I never had it. I've been here 20 years, I never had one issue with not one saint forever. You're probably not even here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, "What? What cookie did you eat?" because yeah. we're all imperfect saints. We all say things we shouldn't have said. We all done things. Not sometimes with the best of intentions you can hurt, and sometimes with the worst of intentions you can hurt. You got to learn to forgive, because we are a church family. We are our brother's keeper. There will be misunderstandings in the church. Like there's misunderstandings in your family, which leads me to this. You must be able to forgive your family members, your in-laws, your brothers, your sisters, your nieces, your uncles, your cousins, your grandparents, your, your, your 19th cousin. <laughs> you got to be willing to forgive them. Call them. Write them a note. Send them a letter. Write them over Thanksgiving. Go see them. Say hi. hi you know, surprise them. Surprise them. Also, you must refuse to place, listen to this, you must refuse to replace conditions on your forgiveness. Okay, now some of you want to forgive, but you got to put your hands in it. You say, how do you put your hands in it? Yeah, I'm going to forgive them, but (laughs) if they apologize, if they go and make it right, if they do this and that, Then I will forgive. What if God did that to you? You, When you forgive, you need to forgive unconditionally with no strings attached. And I would, oh, let me serve notice on you since you're listening. Just because you forgive doesn't necessarily mean the relationship is going to be restored. Okay? You do all you can do, and you say they still won't do right. They still won't talk. They still slam the door in their face. You just say, "Lord, I did. I'm free.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm, I'm free." Do what God called you to do. Then, then that's between them and God. After that, even if the relationship is never restored, we must forgive, let go, and keep on forgiving. I'm, I'm only you know what? Stop putting numbers on forgiveness. On forgiveness. I'm going to forgive you just one half time. That's it. You almost to that half. <coughs> yeah. How many times shall I forgive my brother? As many times as necessary. I want to be free. And keep on forgiving so that your heart will be free from anger and bitterness. Romans 12, 19 says, beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, That's God, says God. I will repay, says the Lord. Don't put yourself in the place of God by trying to get people back. You can't get people like God can get them back. And don't, and don't treat God like a bulldog. Sick him, God. Okay? God is not your dog. Okay, God, but but He will take care of those persons. Matthew six fourteen also says, "For if you forgive men their, trespass, their, their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you." But look at that contrast. If you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your sins. If you want to be forgiven by God, you must be willing to. If you want to be forgiven by God, see, y'all won't even say it. You got so much stuff in you. If you want to be forgiven by God, you must. Forgive. If you want God to forgive you, you must. Forgive. Next year? No. Yeah. Next month? Yeah. Ne- n- forgive now so you can walk out of here free. Number seven, our Lord will give us a successful year. If we seek to cultivate spiritual intimacy with him, our Lord will give us a successful year if we seek to cultivate spiritual intimacy with him. This is done by being quiet. It is done by getting into a solitary place, finding a solitary place. If you're going to cultivate spiritual intimacy, it means cutting off the television. (gasps) Cut it off? Yeah, not cut it down. Huh? Uh, What's those little words that come on the screen? Closed caption? No, no, not even that. Cut it off. Cut off the computer. Cut off the cell phone. Be determined to sit in the presence of God daily, praying and reading the scripture. James 4, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. There are prerequisites to, to cultivate for cultivating spiritual intimacy. Okay. Number eight, you cannot reach your God-giver potential for Christ this year unless you start making wise decisions in your life. You cannot reach your God-given potential for Christ this year unless you start making wise, spiritual decisions in your life. You can't move forward constantly, perpetually making bad decisions. A very familiar passage we all know, but have problems executing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You are not able to make wise decisions until you first possess a humble and contrite spirit before God. You cannot make wise spiritual decision until you humble yourself until you are broken and contrite before the Lord. Psalms 34:18 says, "The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. And save such as have a contrite spirit. You don't humble yourself, uh, then you won't, you, you can't even experience salvation and forgiveness from God. So it, so brokenness is critical for wise decision making. Those who are near the Lord and depend exclusively upon him will make wiser decisions. Those who are near the Lord and depend exclusively upon him will make wiser decisions. Be mindful that the decisions you make not only affect your life personally, but also the lives of your family and children. Decisions you make affect not only you, your children, your grandchildren, your family, those who love you. When making decisions, keep in mind the end result. In other words, what will be the consequences of the decisions I am making today. What will be those consequences? What will they look like? For example, let me give you some examples, since some of y'all are kind of hard of learning. Uh, for example, being lazy results in poverty. Overindulging in alcohol leads to drunkenness and irreparable damage to your internal organs. Drug use, and they're legalizing marijuana all over the country. I don't know why we got enough crazy folk as is. Yeah. They, they legalizing it for more money, but more craziness, more, drug, more crime. There are consequences to that legalization to get more money, to build more bridges that probably won't get built. Okay? So, drug, drug use lead to neglect... Loss of employment, drugs and opium and crack and marijuana leads to a life a lifetime of crime. Loss of purpose. You don't even know who you are. Loss of vision. Drugs will take your mind, drive you absolutely crazy. Uh, those are consequences. Smoking causes cancer. Sexual promiscuity leads to sexual transmitted diseases you sleep around if you want to you'll be impotent before you get married
1: thank you for tuning
2: into this program for the maranatha bible church broadcast ministry this broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world if the lord spoke to you in this message let us know Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in to as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you
0: for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you.